0: Alan Kring Productions in association with Emergent Light Studio presents The Illinois State Collegiate Compendium Academic Lecture in Business and Economics This is Business Finance, FIL 240 for Autumn Semester 2023 Welcome to Finance, FIL 240 This is section one for autumn semester. My name is Alan Kring. You call me Professor Kring or Professor C, and I will give you the same respect in the classroom. I am going to take you through some basics here, and then I'm going to have the Cengage representative, if he ever shows up, give you some insights into choosing the right package with Cengage as well. To begin, again, uh, well, once again, this is FIL 240, a required course for all business majors here at Illinois State University. Now, let me give you quickly, if I can get this going. I podcast all of my lectures, and I'll show you where those podcasts are. They're not, they're not at the Illinois State University system, but <coughs> uh, you'll be able to get the audio of every lecture that I give here. Let's start out. Uh, well, okay, now, Canvas is your learning management system. Go in there. First thing you read is the syllabus. And then from there, you can kind of get the idea of what, where you get the different parts of this course and how you do things. give you a couple of cautions. I've been teaching for 40. This is now my 43rd year as a college teacher. And I'm also a business owner. And I've been a consultant in a lot of other things in my life. I am loud and aggressive. I come right up to you and I expect you to talk to me and answer questions that I give you. This course will have two big parts. One is the textbook and then there's the other part which is the lectures. In the lectures I tell you what may not be in the textbook and if the textbook and I disagree on something who's right, the textbook or me? Obviously. You are an intellectual colossus. <laughs> I come up to you and I ask a question and I expect you to be responsive. As a caution to you, I am Asperger's syndrome. If you know what that is, it means that I tend not to understand social norms very well. So bite me, I will give you what I can and I will be the best professor that you ever had. (laughs) Well, maybe. Uh, uh, As this course goes uh, at a fairly aggressive pace, make sure you read the syllabus. You have the homeworks that are in Cengage. Now, you can miss the deadline, but you suffer points for each day that you miss the deadline and you don't want to do that. So don't ask me, you either get it done or you don't. Now I have in-class quizzes, and I drop your three lowest of those. You don't get and make up under any circumstances unless it is something that comes through the registrar's office. Some of you will try to ask me, and I will simply refer you back to the syllabus on that. I'm preparing you for a very difficult world. It's a world that's more difficult than what you're, that just even the last two, gener, uh, two generations back faced. Now I've got to get you hard and ready real fast. I started out as a high school dropout, and then I went to college, dropped out of there, and I joined the Army. That was fun. Unfortunately, they didn't tell me the part about where other people try to kill me. So there's that. And I came out, I was a gospel evangelist for a little while, and then I went back to Ohio State, excuse me, the Ohio State University, and I've got degrees in a lot of different subjects. I teach, uh, right now I just got back from Central America where we have a program that we teach and next week, in come the West Africans, I think, so we are a global university and I'm a part of that. I've taught economics, finance, English grammar, composition, and literature, linguistics, paralegal, and uh, finance, obviously. And I bring everything I have to bear on you. I'm going to show you my own business as part of something about, like, here's the real world of it, and tell you stories from my consulting years. I got out of consulting because I nearly got killed as a consultant getting in with the wrong crowd. (coughs) but uh, if it's any comfort to you, they may actually come and get their revenge on me someday. Uh, what else do I need to tell you to get you started? Make sure that you are here for the lectures. If you're going to miss, let me know, and listen to the podcast, I'll show you where they are. My podcasts have been running on Apple iTunes. I was one of the first podcasters ever they had years ago. And, uh, they, they're, they are on Apple iTunes or whatever they call it now. And uh, they're also on my own private education website as well. So you know, I'll show you where those are after the of representative is spoken but for the time being I am also by the way every class begins with me saying let's look at the numbers I teach you about investments how to read the stock market charts how to interpret how to understand them I've been in the business for a long long time many of my students are now working in Chicago New York places like that and I will tell you how to be educated yourself so that you don't have to go to idiots on the internet or on a TV. You can think for yourselves. And by the time this is over, you will have financial literacy that is, is that, that gives you better answers than what you will get on television shows and all of that and on the internet and I will make sure that I show you many times why the internet lies to you. It is a place where even my own cats write answers to people on there and then they laugh when the people get things wrong. So there's that every morning and we'll start that today. You'll learn a lot of terminology that's not in the book and this is just the basic terminology that puts you at a level above the average person out there. Look, You are going to be more educated than probably easily 99% of the people in this world. You are going to be the ones who have to care for them, give them their bread and their circuses. You have to be the leaders. God help us. And I am going to make sure that you are ready to do that. And if you stand tall for me, then I stand tall for you. I give you your recommendations. And as they used to say in my battalion, everyone comes home from the war. So I will try to bring you with me back to, the, uh, back to the, not the finish line, but not the starting line, but to the finish line. Just make sure that you stand tall for me and do your work in this class and show that you actually do care about what's going to happen to you you got a war in front of you. It's called artificial intelligence. And we haven't even gotten there yet. That's just marketing crap. Right now, we're at fast machine learning. It's going to be probably another three to five years till the true AI show up. And God help us when that happens, because a lot of your jobs are going to be wiped out. You have to be the best. And that's where I come in. I try to make you that way. As we said back in the old days, more blood in training, less sweat in combat. And you guys have gotta be there. And you gotta stand up to the AIs because it's gonna turn into science fiction real fast here in the next five years. Without any further ado, I bring you Chris Olson, the representative from Cengage, who I've known for a long time, so you can trust him to go to do this now are you going to hook up to yep. something else good yeah yeah and unmute the screen too i forgot to unmute where's my
1: all right, all right. it's not that exciting it's just me <laughs> so i heard someone say i think i saw my house. how many of you see me already today super you'll see me in three more times before the week is out and i promise people- <laughs> take a minute about 17 times before it actually decides to work so are there any questions <laughs> you guys have in regards to what you should purchase what you should not purchase anything like that all right kick in. perfect always a nice serene scene everybody take a nice deep breath so my name is Chris Olson I'm a senior I've been, been doing this for a very long time uh, this year is going to be even more fun because I don't have to wear a mask and uh, didn't do really happen the last year um, always nice to see a lot of people. Last semester, seats were not as full.
0: And I think, did they re in here? Yeah, they. It's all redone. They can even plug in at their own desks now. I just got a special. what? like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> it used to be they'd have to sit there in the aisles when their computers died.
1: So anyway, now I decided to start you guys at the end, um, I am an alum of Illinois State University, so I always love coming back in here. This place was not here when I was a student, so that's you how all old I am. what uh, we're gonna do today is we're gonna talk about MindTap. Some of you might have been in another class, the different software platform, we're gonna talk about MindTap today. MindTap is what we're gonna be using that ties into this class. So, how many of you in here have a same account? Most of you should because you were in class before. How many of you do not have a same account? I want to bear sure I promise. Just want to make sure we go. Okay. So most of you have sand accounts, so I'm not going to go super deep into the weeds with it. But I just want to make sure everybody's clear on what to do. Everybody knows how to log into Canvas, right? How many of you are happy we're in Canvas now? I'm ecstatic. Because Reginet was a pain and the tail end to try and do anything. Now you're going to see in Canvas, you'll see your grades in Canvas, you'll see all the links in Canvas. All the things I'm going to talk about today are going to be in Canvas. So this makes my life a little bit easier and makes your life a lot easier. So for those of you who have seen me before, I always show this screen first because nobody ever pays attention to it. I will show this 10 times in the next 10 days and I will still get a student who will email Professor Crane and say, Professor Crane, I could not get into my account." And that's all they'll say. That doesn't help him, doesn't help me. So, he'll send it to me, I'll turn around, I'll send it right back to this site. So, we'll talk about this when it's done. We do have something now. we do have chats. They are not boxed. They are actually real people who sit in a little facility in Independence, Kentucky, and they sit there on their little phones and cues. They do a great job. The whole time I checked earlier in the last class I was in, the whole time for the phone was 52 minutes. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have 52 minutes to sit on hold. Um, I did do that one time, I live in Champaign, so I go from here to Champaign was on hold the entire time and wanted to drive off the road because of the music. It's not very good. It's gotten a really little better still. Chat works best. Hop on a chat. You can get in there in two or three minutes. One thing you got to make sure is to create a case ID. You can't just hop on a chat and say, I can't get into mindset because they're going to ask you 15 questions that you could have already had ready if you created a case. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, here at the end. Any questions before I get started? Alright. So, how many of you know about Sand Games Unlimited? There should be a lot of you. Okay. Sandgames Unlimited is our version of Netflix. We basically took this back in a little bit before fall 2018, we started this program with you guys and what we did is we thought, let's try and save students money. I know for students, you guys think the publishers are always trying to rip people off. We used to be like that. But then when this came along, we started understanding that college is expensive. So we thought this subscription program would be great. Since 2018, over 17,000 students have saved 1.2 million dollars based on St. Nathan Limited. Okay? You are now number two in the state, of all the schools in the state of Illinois, you are number two in Cengage Unlimited subscriptions. The only one that has more is places down the road at the University of Illinois. They're a little bit bigger, they have a lot more students, more subscriptions. But you guys still, number two in the state, okay? So I like, I like saying that, I think that's a good thing for you guys to hear. Um, with Cengage Unlimited, limited, we're going to give you access to any course you're taking here that it is a Cengage course. I've updated this list because I now handle the entire school. So you will see me everywhere this semester. I handle everything from A to Z, which sounds like a lot, but I'm in four schools, so it makes it a little easier. This is my only four year. This list is going to keep growing, you know why? Because now I own this school. I own it and I'm going to start taking business away. So you're going to see this list get bigger and bigger. So no matter what discipline you're in, there should be at least one other course that is going to save you money. That's my goal by the end of this year. Okay. I will post this inside of Canvas, you can see the PowerPoint. So if you do forget anything, you knock your head on the way out, forget everything. I will post this list in there, you can zoom in there and take a look at it there, okay? One thing to remember, you will notice up there it says $69.99, that is for the e-textbook unlimited. Not to be confused with Cengage Unlimited. The e-textbook from Cengage Unlimited only gives you access to the e-book, and you need more than the e-book for this course, you'll need it for most courses, okay? The only place we use an e-book is, I think, a couple history courses, maybe some high-level accounting courses. Most of them are going to require some type of courseware, okay? And that'll be set up inside of Canvas. All right. So where do we go? So if we're going into Canvas, you'll notice we'll have a little link inside of Canvas. It says FIL two forty zero zero one. It will tell you: click this link to log into tab. That's how simple we made it. It used to just be a link. I had to explain to you guys how to get to it. Now we have all these wonderful instructions in there for you. You'll notice the big blue box, whoever was in the last class, I probably hadn't changed this before then. We want to make sure you're not using Safari, not using it. I see a lot of Apple signs between here to the back. If you are using Safari, stop. Make sure you're using Chrome, Firefox only. Um, I, as some people in the last class probably will tell you, someone always likes to argue with me about it. Usually it's in one of these classes, it's got 200 students in it. I will tell you Safari is not reliable either As Edge, They may work for you, but that one time that you're going to need it, it will not work for you. Okay? So just to be safe, on the safe side, Chrome, Firefox, most of the time we get student complaints is because they're using the wrong browser, i.e. Safari, or Edge. Okay? So if you haven't downloaded Chrome or Firefox onto your Mac, please do so now. We already talked about this, I think everybody here has a Cengage account, so this is not a big issue. Make sure you know how to get into your Cengage account. There may be some of you that forgot your password between spring and fall. Make sure you know how to do that because if you create another Cengage account on top of one you already have, then it becomes this huge issue of what it's linked to here at ISU and what it's listed in Cengage. And that becomes a whole different problem. Okay? So make sure you get in there first. Alright? These are our platforms. If you use one of these before, you use Cengage. So, as we talk about it, if you are a new student, I'm just going to gloss through this because it sounds like most of you have accounts already. We're going to click create a student, fill in all the information, and then click next. It'll pop in. It'll put an activation to your email. You activate your Syngage account. And that will take us here. We are using the 16th edition of financial management. Not to be confused <laughs> with the one that I put in his summer class accidentally didn't realize until the final um, you can imagine my surprise when I just got back vacation got an email from Professor Creed and said, Are we the right book? So we are definitely awkward.
0: <laughs>
1: I put my eye like, in deep trouble now. I said, My, my record is tarnished now. Um, for those, has anybody gone to the bookstore and bought an access code? Great. Don't worry about it. It's hundred. It's over $170. Um, more than likely, what you're going to end up doing is purchasing. But if you do, don't peel off the code. You're unsure if you're staying in the class, which all of you should be sure to stay in this class, because you will learn things you never thought you would learn in the finance and law class. I have no profession pretty long enough to know that every time I'm with them, I learn something new, which is always entertaining. So you will definitely have a great time in this class. All right, so now, big thing here, you guys have 14 days to figure out what to do. We're not going to rush the decision on you, and the reason why is this. If you have age Unlimited and you're only doing the one semester, for those of you who heard me in the previous semester say you could upgrade at the end of the year, I was wrong. You cannot. You have the first two weeks of the semester to decide which Cengage unlimited subscription you're going to do. Is it going to be the $124.99 or is it the $189.99? The $189 will cover you for a full calendar year. That means fall, spring, summer. That means if you go home or take an online course somewhere that's a Cengage course, you can still use your Cengage unlimited subscription. There's also a two year as well. Okay, two years 254 I think, or 249, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. That's two years. So if you look at the next two years of what you're taking, if you're going into finance, econ, math, marketing, accounting, there's a million different courses. If you look at what's coming down the pipe in your courses and you realize, hey, these are all gauge courses, maybe the two year's the best buy, okay? When you go to purchase, you can choose your term of action. You can see a little drop down in there when you go to purchase, but for now, just click on Start Temporary Access. No reason to have to worry about the decision now. It's first day of school, it's hotter than crazy the off there. We wanna make sure that you guys have time to relax and make a decision, okay? But after that 14 days, if you only buy the subscription for the one semester, you'll have to turn around and buy it again next semester. So we're trying to save you 60 bucks by doing the full year 189, okay? Everybody follow me on that so far? Any questions? Is it warming here or is it just me? Okay. I thought they fixed that like two years
0: ago. It, no, they do this just to torture the students.
1: <laughs> See in our meetings, whenever we have district meetings, they crank the air down like you're in Vegas, so you're sitting there shivering the whole time to keep you awake. Or pee all the time I'm sure. So once you log in, it's gonna take you into this homepage. It's also gonna take you into MindTap. So what I'm gonna do real quickly is I'm gonna bounce over here into the live, into the live one, and push this over. So I'm in the course currently. I'm in as a student. So I'm going to go ahead and click that out. It's going to launch a new page. Now, one thing to remember too is if you're in Chrome and your pop-up blockers are not turned on, up here right up where it says 80%, you're going to see a little icon pop up and then there'll be a a notification that comes up on the screen that says click here to your content. That means your pop-up blockers are stopping it. 99% 99% of you will have that happen. Just go up and turn your pop-up blockers off up here and just allow Canvas pop-in. Same thing with Firefox, it'll be a banner across the, the bottom or top of the screen, same thing. Otherwise, it'll load a new window. So because it sees me as a student, or it should, it's going to take me through the login process that we just talked about in live form. Hopefully. Are there any questions before I go on? While this loads. Everybody good? All right. So it's gonna ask me what I'm gonna do. I have to click continue. It's gonna give me the options to purchase. Obviously, you don't have to be an or for $124.99, is a heck of a lot less than $177. But for now, I don't know if I'm gonna do the one year or the one semester. That's where that drop down comes in. But for now, as I mentioned, you can click on temporary access. It's gonna take you straight into my now, okay? Now, now that you've made this connection, you can go to Cengage.com, or you can go through Canvas. To be honest with you, if you go to Cengage.com, you're not going to have to click six times. If you go through Canvas, you're going to have to click the link, continue, temporary access, and then it'll pull you to right here. Okay? This talks about some an upgrade. If there's everything important, it'll be up here in the corner in yellow. Get out of that. And then we're talking about where everything's at in MindTap. Now you can see in here. This is my home screen. If I want to see when my subscription ends. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll be able to tell right there. So this is the one class I'm in. You'll notice down there that date is in big letters. 9-3, what do we have? 9-3, 23. So by September 3rd, you have to make some type of purchase, otherwise that temporary access will change to payment required. Okay. In order to pay for it, it will block you out of the actual program, the program itself. Excuse me. However, it will keep all your work so any work you've done up until now, it will keep that in there, just basically locks you out, okay? We're not mean; we don't make you start all over, okay? But you can go into Review Purchase Options at any point in time when you determine what you're gonna purchase, you click on Review Purchase Options, there's your Cengage drop down. purchase whatever you want, and then instead of it saying Temporary Access, it'll say a big green light, it'll say Purchase right across here in green, okay? Everybody following me so far? Awesome, let's move on. So how many of you used MindTap before? Lots of so you. How many of you have not used MindTap before? A couple of, of you? Cool. We're going to go back through just for fun because, you know, why not, right? So what you're going to notice in here is several things. You're going to notice we've got these kind of set up. I'm going to push this over the side so you can see what we're doing here. Um, over here we're going to have the reading is all i going to mean in each activity. You're gonna have why this is important to me. These are all set to the practice. So it basically tells you that you don't have to do it, but these are great things to do, because I guarantee if you read this before or do this question before you come to class, you're gonna be the one raising your hand. Professor Creed and going to think you're the smartest person in the room, which is great, okay? These are great things to check beforehand. Also, as we go through the reading, there'll be a list of knowledge checks in here too. These are all sorts of things you guys can do prior to coming to class, prior to the end of the last class before you have your review sessions to make you a little bit more engaged in the classroom so you know exactly what Professor Crane is talking about. There will be things in here, however, that are set up to be counselor grade. Now, in Canvas, you'll notice in Canvas, it will show us in Chapter 1 when we go to Modules. Modules, by the way, is where you find everything you need. You can go to Modules and you'll see in here it's due August 27th, The Chapter 1 assignment. In here, Show the same thing, August 27th, 11.59 p.m. A caution about due dates and due times. You have to be finished with the assignment and submitted before 11.59 p.m. If I'm going through here and I'm doing these assignments, the thing you gotta remember in here is this has seven different sections with at least three responses in each section. That's 21 responses that I need to learn as I'm going through here. However... It's going to give us three chances to get the highest possible score. I must have done this once already. Should give you three. So we go through here and we will actually read these. We'll check the boxes. We'll go through. And then we're going to tell the computer to grade it. When it grades it, it's going to tell us what we got. I got a 0.4 out of 2. <laughs> so what I'd like to be, it's not been my day. I will be very honest with you today. It's not been my day.
0: But it's going to give you
1: feedback. This is the greatest part about this software platform ever. It's basically telling you this is why you got it wrong. Instead of having to go wait for Professor Green or email him or sit outside his office, which is always busy, you can now have this feedback and you have the opportunity to go in here and try another version. Now, it's not going to give you the same exact question. It's going to give you a similar question. The idea behind us is we don't want you to just memorize stuff and then write it down. We actually want you to learn. I know that seems like a foreign concept. We want to make sure you think critically, which is also something that's kind of faded over the years, okay? But the idea being is that by that third try, you should know the answer based on the feedback you're getting. Now, I do have some students who have thought about this a different way. They'll go through and they'll do the first try all the way through and then see how it If you do great the first time, do great. Don't use all three tries, but you might only have a little bit of time to get that first one done. Because here's the thing. If you don't click I'm done submit assignment now by 11.59 on August 27, it will take the last time that you click grade it now. Okay? So if you're in a rush or you don't think you're going to get it done in time and have all three tries, might as well go through, do that first time through, get your feedback, and then try the per second. Because if you don't get it done by 11.59 on August 27th, it will stop wherever the last time you clicked on grade it now. So whether that's the third question, the second try, whatever, it's going to take that. Okay, It will push that score into Canvas. If you didn't do it, it will push a big fat zero into Canvas. Okay, You'll see that in your Canvas gradebook. Everybody clear on that? So you have to be finished and submitted by the due date of your time. Okay? You'll also notice that there are, there are certain things that will unlock at a certain particular time that you may not be able to get into early, currently. We have these unlocking. There's a reason behind that. We want to make sure you stay on task. We also don't want people cheating, even though we know you're going to find some other way to cheat because they do every year. Um, we want to make sure that you guys are staying with the program and not trying to finish the whole course in the weeks. Plus, we want you to be on pass with the rest of us. Okay. So keep that in mind. You will see things start to unlock as you go through there. Okay. The easiest way to find out what to do is to click on this counter icon. We have it currently set to what we call the learning half view, you, and what you'll notice up here are these three little dots. We get this a lot of times. Students, for some reason, think that they've gone through and they've done everything, they've done their three tries, but for some reason, they're not seeing a grade in Canvas. Well, that's because they haven't clicked that I'm done. If this was done, there would be a green check mark, and that would tell me that I finished, I've exhausted all three takes, and now I'm going to push that score to Canvas. I will tell you the score doesn't move in instantaneously. You can't click it and then go to Canvas and wait for it. It usually waits till Canvas refreshes, which takes anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. Okay? But those scores will eventually push over and they will always push over after the due date. So don't freak out if you do it before the due date and you're not seeing that score in Canvas. Okay? Everybody good so far? Alright. Any questions? There are also these quick lessons in each particular chapter. These are all the little animated videos. They've added these in here for you guys. Okay? I started filling Canvas up with all these, but it made Canvas so long that I decided not to. These are great lessons that reinforce what you learn. So if you happen to miss a lecture for some reason, or you fall asleep in the lecture, or you're not paying attention in the lecture, and you need to review something, these are gonna go through all of the things that are being covered inside that chapter. These are quick little videos to give you an idea of what you covered. This is different from what we had last year. They've got a lot more into the MindTap. They're not required, but they are available for you. We also have the blueprint problems. If you want to practice the blueprint problems, these are a little bit more in-depth than the assignment. And then there's the adaptive test prep, which you guys can Google that inside of MindTap. I'm not going to go through it too much because you guys got a lot of stuff in here, okay? Any questions? So when should I be done with an assignment? Before the due date and time. Okay? How many days do you have to make a decision right now? What browser should you not use in my chat? Or, yeah, good, perfect, thanks. Now, let's go real quick. I'm going to take you into the support page, and then I'm going to leave you guys alone and get out of this sweltering. So support.cengage.com. See, in RegiNet, I would have had to tell you to stable it to your forehead, but now you don't have to because it's sitting right here inside of Canvas for us. So I can go in here and sign in. And once I sign in, it's going to get, probably I, it might actually sign me already because I'm already signed in through the same page. It is. Awesome. So I can go in here I can look at the top articles. If you're getting an error message, if you get a 404 message, big thing that's happening I found out in Canvas this semester. How many of you know how to clear your cache and cookies? A couple of you. So for some reasons, no idea why, your cache and cookies have become very important, especially with Canvas. It remembers everything no matter how how many times you shut it down and bring it back up, it's still going to remember. So write this down. Control-Shift-Delete. If you're on, on a Mac, Command-Shift-Delete. You should be doing this either on a weekly basis or on a daily basis. And for those of you who have never done it, your computer's going to speed up exponentially because it's got a bunch of crap in there from before, okay? Okay. This is a great way to do this on a regular basis. I actually do this almost every hour when I'm here because I'm in and out of so many different accounts. And it saves that account and then it screws everything up. So make sure, command shift delete, control shift delete, clear everything. I think it's in uh, in Chrome, I think it goes to of all time, I think it says, in if I remember correctly. But clear that out on a regular basis. That solves most of the issues. In fact, I have an email template that literally says Clear cookies. Control Shift Delete. Restart the browser. Start the browser, and you should work. And I just send that out whenever there's issues. Nine times out of ten, that solves the problem. That's one of the big three. One of them is that. <coughs> the other one is using Safari, Internet Explorer, Edge. The other one is just plain human error of typing in the wrong email address. Okay. We want to make sure you guys get through this quickly. Okay. How many of you downloaded the Sendai's mobile app? One, two. Okay. If you have a 78 mobile, app, you can download the book to your phone. If you have a long commute, you can put it on your Bluetooth, and you can have the book read right to you as you're driving through wherever you're driving through. We don't recommend trying to read it as you're going down the road. It will read to you in a very Siri-like kind of voice. So keep that in mind. It's not super exciting, but it's just one more way for you guys to learn. You got your headphones, and you're in the gym going for a run. Throw it, throw your earbuds in, and listen to your ebook. Okay. Probably not very motivational for running, but you know it's just one more place for you guys to learn. It's called Cengage Read. So if you Google it inside uh, Google Play or the Apple Store, it's uh, Cengage Read. Okay. Any questions? I don't think there'd be much in here. All right, I'm gonna turn you back over to Professor Crane. If you guys have any questions, you can usually find me. I'm usually in this building because this is where most of my business is at. Um, I usually have something that says Cengage on, or you can see me from my little logo on my computer. Uh, if you've got feedback, feel free to ask me questions. I've been doing this for a long time. If there's something you don't understand, or you think could be better, pull me aside and ask me a question, or tell me how much you like my tap. If you don't like it, you can tell me you don't like it either. I had a student one year said, this MyTap sucks. I said, well, which one are you in? Oh, well, that's why. You know, how I use it. That's why. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Otherwise, I will get you back to Professor Crane. Enjoy. you
0: got a question there, Chris. Oh, yes. Yep. Uh, is there a way for us to see that document on all the courses that have students? I will put it in here. It'll say, in fact,
1: it's not already, if Where is not, that? Put it in.
0: in files or pages or what?
1: Uh, I just audited it, yes, on Friday, so I will stick it in. I will put it in here right now while we're in here. It, it'll just say, thinking about using the same name here's a list limited of courses. Awesome. All right. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Good luck.
0: Good luck. Appreciate you. Yes, you will. No, you'll see me in a little while. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My son was down in the atrium. He was like, Dad, I'm going to sneak in and watch you. I'm like, no, oh, you're not. Oh, no. He started to go in the
1: room. He's like, all oh, the seats are full. I'm like, this, this is a big class.
0: Yeah. It could be even bigger. Okay. Wait. Um. There. Okay, that's that. One more thing is... We have gotten the word from industry and also from our board of trustees and from the dean that we want you certified in Excel, not on your resume, I know Excel. Uh, We want certification for all students in the College of Business. You're the shock front of it. If you have already gotten a certification from a recognized uh, platform, good. If you haven't, yeah, well, you have to tell me, uh, but if you haven't, I have an arrangement with Wall Street Prep, which is one of the biggest firms that does certifications for industry, for businesses out there. It's an Excel crash course. It takes about 8 to 16 hours to do it over the whole semester you have. You know, if you've got a really good handle on Excel, it won't be too bad. But saying, I know Excel, you're going to get in this certification. You'll get into the heavies, like the pivot tables and the VBA. We've got all these companies, and I've heard it from these employers. I try to take students, and they say, we need Excel. We need them to know it backward and forward. And that doesn't mean that management course that you guys already took, probably. This is the heavy stuff. And the bad thing is Excel is like this ocean that's just expanding all the time. I mean, it's like every week I'm finding out that it's, they've got something new in there. And it's just one of those, it's continuous learning, but getting the certification. And the good thing about that is that once you get certified by Wall Street Prep, a badge appears in your LinkedIn so that there's no longer a question whether you know Excel or not. You've got Excel. And that's something that I need you all to do. It's 5 percent of the credit, you get the cert, you get 100% for that 5% of the course. Uh, So go ahead, do that, and jump on it fairly soon. I had students last um, spring who waited until the last week, and it's a little bit robust for that, but I mean, if you do it over the whole semester, it's pretty easy to get it all done, get a good grade on the, the final exam that they do in Wall Street Prep. And the they there they've set me up my own registration page and i'll be sharing that with you there's other courses you can get at a discount if, on that page too well I don't know if they put it on that page, but they've got all these certification in PowerPoint. For of, and I thought, well, this is a joke. And then I took it. I had no idea PowerPoint could do the things that it can do. They've got some other finance types of things that they're going to put in into my registration page there at Wall Street Prep get it done and just get through that and then when you say I know Excel, it's a certification and businesses are going to be much more attracted to you because you've gotten the certification for it. Now along the way in Cengage MindTap, I've also got these uh, Excel exercises. Now those are easy things, they're not the heavy stuff. It's just to get you into the hustle and flow of doing Excel all the time. Like I said, unfortunately, the, the business world is just sort of sitting, uh, it's all sitting on the shoulders of Excel now. And it, it's, you have to know it, and you have to know it really well. And I've had business uh, um, employers yell at me in the past. He said he had Excel on his resume, and he, and he opens up his first Excel sheet, and he was lost in it. Yeah, so now we get the certification and you can go forward with something, a good credential coming out of here. And I'm also bullying them at Wall Street Prep. They had it and then they pulled it. Uh, Another big thing that seems to be coming up in the more quantitative fields is Python. Have Any of you ever heard of Python? Okay, Python is heavy. There's another one that is stupidly difficult the learning curve is not a uh, steep it's a cliff it's called r and that's hot right now. Actuarial science is all over it. So are some of the hard sciences, and I've, I don't need the aggravation. But I will tell you this, Python is big in this whole world of what they call algos, algorithms that take data and they make uh, decisions based upon the data. And you're basically, you're getting into fast machine learning with those algos. You write them in Python and then you just say go, and it, in stock market stuff, it'll say, this is where you should buy, this is where you should sell. And so a lot of that stuff that we used to use our minds for is now just an algorithm. But, okay, I'm not gonna read the, read the syllabus and everything is in there, where I am, when I'm in, and all that good stuff. And uh, here's your breakdown of what you of the, of the scoring of the class. I don't make anything too much because, uh, uh, well, the final is a pretty heavy thing, but along the way, just keep everything going. Uh, truth be told, the Cengage homework, uh, the ass- ho- chapter assignments, and the Excels, I mean those to get you a high score. You shouldn't be getting below 90% on that part of the course. That saves your bacon when you get to the hellscape of my midterm and my final exam. Not that I want to scare you, but you have to really be taking notes good in my class because I'm giving you terminology. I have a terminology sheet that I give you before the final, sort of like your study guide. And that thing has a 100, right now it has 100 and... 17 new terms or words or new meanings of words that you use every day. And so there's a lot of content coming across in this course. And so there's that for you. And there's late work and all that, all my bitching about that. And your calculator. I've got a, um, if you are on a PC, I have a virtual TI-83 and sometimes I will use that to do problems. Here's one thing that I guarantee you I won't do much at all, is use a formula to get an answer. Uh, I've gotten some flack, well, they should still be using formulas. Well, like hell they should. We're in the Excel world. We're in the financial calculators world. So for the most part, finance problems that I give you, quantitative mathematical problems, I'm gonna give you those, and I'm gonna show you, here's how we do it in Excel. Here's how we do it on a TI-83 finance calculator, finance apps, and so that's where uh, that's where we are in my world right now. You know, you still have some of the old school people who are using, uh, did you take an accounting course where they had you look at tables in the back of the book for present values? Are they still doing that in there? No? Well. A little bit, well, thank goodness, they're actually making it into the 20th century now. Because just last year, they were still having you find present values and future values with tables in the back of the accounting book. And we just don't do that. No one does that anymore. So uh, take that as sort of, even if you're not that great at doing formulas, and I guarantee you, I suck at arithmetic. I mean, I taught math at Ohio State for f- eight years, and I've ruined so many students. I mean, I just uh, really messed them up. I mean, God. <coughs> so, I mean, uh, this, this part of the world, the age of, of the machines is fine with me. Okay. Now let me show you one uh, another thing too here. While I'm on this, is um, this is my private podcasting site isu professorcom dot com. This is where these podcasts that I'm doing, I upload them there, and then Apple has. If you know the term spiders, there are literally hundreds of millions of spiders crawling the web, grabbing content. Apple's come to my site, uh, probably, I upload it and Apple's iTunes spider will grab it within, sometimes it's like two minutes, other times it's maybe an hour. But this is my own creepy ass website. And this is last sem- this is spring semester and what you can do is you can click here and it will play the podcast uh, for you now these have to be Apple iTunes has always laid in really good standards professional professional production and the intro and you know not too many bad words which is difficult for me sometimes but uh, but if is that on uh, I want to make sure that these are still live. Yeah, okay. Oh shut man. up, shut up. Really? I do my best, okay? Now, here's the scrolling marquee. If something really major, a link that I want you to see, or if I get killed in a car accident or I die of atherosclerosis, it'll be here. And, uh, and when I will return, it will also be here. But... Um, over here, this is where you go to Apple iTunes, to my own albums at iTunes. There they are. Yes, I'm, uh, I am Apple iTunes famous, damn it. But uh, uh, you can play them there. And you can do this any time of the day or night when you're alone and lonely. You can live, relive the dream. You can listen to them while you're eating. While you're sleeping, while you're taking a crap, while you're engaging in love, you can listen to these, and I guarantee, I guarantee you that you will be a better person for it. So, there's that. So you'll have some reason to have those little white sticks protruding from your ears. You'll be listening to educational stuff. But anyway, also as I I am a business person. If I am not when I'm not a professor, I am a professional artist and photographer, and I've been doing this for a very long time. I have a storefront on on Amazon, and I'll show it to you. Don't you can't afford my my stuff, so don't even think about it. But uh, and I will talk about business from the. From the perspective of a business, I was a, ca- a consultant for many years, and I run my own business. And I bring what I learn, what I know, into your classroom. One of the few business professors who actually has lived as a business person most of his life. And so you can go over there, if I, yeah, here's my, here's where I sell my stuff. These are uh, prints and uh, hand signed prints of my work. I also travel the circuit with the other gypsies, tramps, and thieves to the art shows and exhibitions. And this is what I do when I'm not thinking about you and caring about you. So anyway, this is what I do when I'm not a professor. And again, don't even think about trying to buy my stuff. Uh, For one thing, it's illegal. I'm not allowed to sell to anyone who's associated with ISU in any way. (laughs) Like, I care about that, oh. I just reset that last, I reset that in January, and I'm already, who listens to this that many times? For God's, okay, anyway. Okay, uh, where the hell was I? Oh, other minor matters, if you're on LinkedIn, if you wanna connect with me, by all means do so. Uh, I can't connect with you because it would be considered harassment. no, seriously, they say, don't you try to connect to anyone, you weirdo. Uh, okay, fine. You know, if they connect to me, I'll connect back. Okay, so now, getting the flavor of this, as I said, I am aggressive. I, to a certain extent, I don't care. Most of that is because I'm so good at what I do. And I'm going to talk to you in a broader way at first here. And I'm going to get you into the mindset of business, possibly in a way that you haven't heard up to now. I don't pull punches when I do this. After I do that, I'm going to give you your first look at the numbers. And every day we'll do it and it will sink in. One of the weirdest things, I didn't expect it, but when I get my student evals the next semester, most people say that was their favorite part of every class was looking at the numbers. We look at the broad markets around the world, and then we look at uh, major corporations and minor corporations within the United States look at their stock profiles, look at their debt profiles, their bonds and their stocks, and we get a feel for how this beast of the markets work. And for God's sake, don't come up to me after class and say, well, I I invest in Robinhood, so I'm a pretty damn smart person. Ah, Oh, don't go there. I've been on Wall Street. I've had my own son years ago said, well, you were in combat, but I'm in combat every day playing Mortal Kombat. Uh, Yeah, good boy, go home. Oh, that's right, you are home. Anyway, okay, so I'm going to teach you not about the day-to-day. I'm going to make a profit tomorrow and then get the hell out. No, you're in a casino when you do that. In our world, we're looking at the long haul as you will more as you get into the corporate world. Where it's not make a buck today, it's set yourself up so that you are a survivor in the long run through strategies that may not pay off in the, uh, very quickly, but if you buy and hold, or if you do uh, other types of investments, they do work. And I have the data to show you that that's how you can be a great uh, survivor. In that same regard, I'm going to talk to you a lot about objectivity. I don't give a rat's ass whether you are some Trump lover or some Biden drooly. You don't do that in our markets. It's not about politics. It's not about feelings and butt hurt. It is about doing the right thing. And you want to be there to make sure that you, like I've done in my life, you are the one who takes the lunch money away from someone else. If he is a foolish investor, I am there to take his lunch money. If he thinks he's going to make a quick buck, I'm going to be right there to help him do it. And then I'm going to take it away from him, and I'm going to ruin his life. <laughs> you see, because I deserve the money more than he does. And let me make this clear in this what I'm about to say here. You, sir, are a bread maker. You make bread. Now, you're the only bread maker in this whole town. So what do you care what you charge? People have to come to you to buy their bread. So you can be wasteful with your resources. you taking the flour over. Oops, on the floor. I'll just have to mark it up a little bit. You hire your lazy-ass brother who sits in the basement eating Cheetos and playing World of Warcraft. Really? Old geezer's game? Okay, World of Warcraft. You don't care, because you can charge whatever you want. You waste resources. Now, you, madam, have you ever seen someone who just didn't deserve the money and the wealth and the prestige he has? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Elon Musk. He was the man, he was the boy we gave the swirly to in the toilets, (laughs) but now he's rich. Well, you know, he's, He's other people's bitch, but he's rich. (laughs) So here's the thing. All you have to do is just not waste resources. You just do the, uh, the task more efficiently. That's called static efficiency, using resources more efficiently. And by that process, You want to get his business, so what you're going to do is simply be much more careful with measuring, do it with good weight measures, and you're not going to hire lazy ass brothers. I mean, that's how you're going to be able to charge a lower price. And you're going to take his customers from him because you can do a lower price. But then, you, madam, come along, and you say, wait a minute, I could actually change the how I use factors of production. I could put uh, fewer people on the line to make this, and more machines. Or I could maybe even change the lighting patterns, or change the path from something that's uh, linear to something that takes different ingredients, puts them together, and then brings them back. When you do that, that's called a change in technology. You see, we, are this generation, are hearing this word technology in the very stupid way. Technology in your home, technology in your car, technology in your ass. No! <laughs> technology is old, merely changing the way the factors of production are deployed. That's all technology ever was and that's what it is now. Just changing what factors of production you bring to bear and how much of them. So you are engaging in a change in technology. That's called dynamic efficiency. Dynamic efficiency is changing the technology to get more efficient production. Now there's something interesting going on here. So you took her her business. You notice that you did not do this (coughs) for the customers. Now we all say in marketing and business, we care about our customers. Our customers are number one. By God, we love our customers so much that we take a loss. (laughs) Bullshit. You did what you did to take her business away from her, drive her out of business, she did it to him to drive him out of business and make his kids go to some low-level college like University of Illinois. (laughs) Oh God, I podcast these too. <laughs> okay, they can bring it on. What are they going to do? Bite my, my heel? Uh, you see, you win by greed. You understand that, don't lie. It is greed that drives us. Greed is not a sin. Greed is what propels the capitalist system. And if you don't like that, there's North Korea and whatever the hell that is over there in Russia and and whatever they're trying to do in those places that I go sometimes. You ever try to eat meat that you they don't even know a name for it? Okay. (laughs) You did this because greed drove you. You were hungry. And you were hungry, and I mean, you had Cheetos, so you weren't hungry. (laughs) We do what we do, not for the love of the world around us. Well, some of you may be that way. Great. But the reality is that this is marked at its highest level of purity in financial markets. Everything is about what is going to happen next and how I can get mine. You know about those stock markets, and you want to win in a stock market game? I, I teach my students this, and then they hear it when they go to their brokerage jobs. It's just like a casino, whether you win or not, the house always wins. The house always wins. You might win too, but that doesn't matter to us. We're here to take your lunch money. That's all we do. And if you can ride the wave for a while, cool, you know. We'll get your money someday. We'll figure it out. And that's, but here's the problem with that pure greed. You have won the market. You've blown them out and you've got, you've got control. What happens if your bread tastes like ass? <laughs> Yo, know, you get a, a Yelp review. Her bread's cheap but it tastes like ass. <laughs> Mom takes her boy and they're no mommy I don't want that bread. That bread tastes like ass. Oh shut up. There are kids in other countries who'd love to have an ass image right about now. Do <laughs> you understand that you cannot sell ass bread? <laughs> Someone up there what's the wrong with that? Y'all? <laughs> no, you see, there is a limit on our greed because we function in a society. And the, that society will put stops on our behavior. It's worse now than it ever was. Because people talk on that thing called the internet now. So we cannot go too far. Well, you know, it's like with laws. We are not going to, okay, most people do not obey laws out of love of law. They obey it out of fear of consequences. That's just the reality of it. And you will have some players in the market who have a very weird, uh, basically it has to do with beta blockers and cluster B personality disorders. There are some who will break laws that others won't. Bill Gates was a great example of that. He knew very well that he and his little crew in the early 1990s were violating antitrust laws. But the calculation was that by the time the government caught up with them, they would already have become so powerful that the government couldn't do anything to them. They were right about that. The, the same thing was, excuse me, true of a couple of other companies. Just bet, cigarette company, they knew damn well. Eventually the shit would hit the fan. Well, that's fine, they still sold the cancer sticks and because they knew that the consequences would be so far in the future that they would have become too powerful, too wealthy to ever be destroyed by whatever the consequences were. That's just the reality of it. So it's, it's a calculation game. We're gonna talk about risk aversion in this class where you stand on that, on that playing field. Most people imagine themselves less risk averse than they actually are, especially young people. We know that young people are actually very risk averse. But what we do is we market to them to make them feel like we recognize that they are crazy and wild and extreme, while what we actually give them are products that keep them as tightly in the herd as possible. That's how we play it. You don't, we, uh, that's just the way it is. So you are, we are, most, most of us, except for the really crazies out there, we are risk averse and we also know that we will face consequences if we go too far with our greed model that's just how it works in our world and this is an uncomfortable reality until you realize that with this western capitalist model we have brought the planet to some incredible place right now Hunger across the world has been falling year after year after year for the last 50 years. Our big problems now are we are producing enough to feed the whole world. And the problems now are uh, distribution and wars get in the way. Wars are a big problem, especially that the conflict between Russia and Ukraine right now. It's really interfering with... um, distribution of grains. Other things that uh, interfere with um, our growth our, and with bringing poverty down. Uh, have any of you ever heard of the term virtue legislation? Virtue legislation is when some some government passes a bill that makes it look really good, but it actually causes extraordinary harm. California has now set a goal that there will be only diesel, biodiesel fuels and electric in their, in all machinery in the state within a decade. Well, that's wonderful, except the biodiesel fuel. Do you know what the major uh, ingredient of biodiesel fuels is? It's soybeans. California will use so many soybeans that they will starve out the, a, a massive part of Asia where those beans are the, main, are the only, in some cases, source of protein to those people. So we're going to feel all good and gooey about ourselves. And in the process, we are going to starve maybe a quarter of the population of the earth in so doing because we can't make enough for both California and its virtue legislation and for those hungry, desperately poor people in the other, on the other side of the planet. But hey, we feel good about ourselves. Now don't get me wrong, let's get to that, this one now too. You don't act on sentiment, you don't act on rumors and someone raising a flag one way or the other to the right or the left. But climate change is frickin' real. How do I know? I, the science was good, but now businesses, heavy, big businesses, are busting their asses to get on board and get it done. Industrial, uh, industrial facilities on the coasts are pulling inward as fast as they can to get away from the incoming waters, rising seas. You've got the GMOs. You don't like genetically modified organisms? Well, guess what? That Franken food is about the only way we're going to be able to create crops that can survive the next uh, 50 years. That's just the reality of it. It is a serious problem. We know what's happening. We're going to have major changes in temperature patterns. I was just down in Central America for a couple of months. The Panama Canal, they have just limited the draft depth of the ships going through the canal. Because of all the places in the world that you wouldn't think of, Central America is now in a long-term drought. And that is real. And that is business. We have now got all these ships. And I watched them. They were just lining up trying to figure out what the hell they were going to do because they couldn't get through the canal. And their only choice would probably be to either go back the other way and swing around the other side of the world and go possibly through a hella problem uh, between... um, Tasmania and Australia, or go around the tip of South America. If you've ever been out there on uh, on the seas down there, they are a close approximation of hell. So it's real, and it's coming, and it's your problem, not mine, because I'll be in my grave, and I won't tell you where it is, because if I did tell you where it is, you'd probably come and piss on it. (sighs) You are on board? Get used to this. This is how I roll. Uh, Let's get a couple of things done. I'm going to show you some numbers, and I'm going to get you some words and terms right out of the gate. I've already given you a couple of words and terms right now. Do you recall, uh, really, right off the top of your head, sir, what new terms have I given you today, so far? Virtual legislation. What else? Uh, technology. S- technology. And static efficiency and dynamic efficiency. So I've already hit you with three. Let me show you some numbers here. By the way, they are a little bit... Firefox is a good browser for use for Cengage. I use Opera. And Opera just smokes. But right now, we're going to look at the numbers. And it just... It just irritates the hell out of me because I am losing money. I'm... I am i have if this keeps going the way it is, I'm going to be so poor I can't afford the last two letters OR, so I'll be P-O-P-O if this market doesn't stop doing what it's doing. See green, green means it's going up. Markets are going up. Red means they're going down. Now that doesn't mean good and bad. I will teach you how you can make money in either market. When stocks go up, well, yeah, that's why most people think, yeah, I make money but I can also show you how you make money when stocks are going down. And I'll show you how you do it, down to the details. Now, if markets are going up, we say that it is a bull market, bull. But it's not bull, it's bull, okay? You have to be emphatic. If it's going down, if a markets are going down or if a stock is going down, that is a bear market. Bear. So right now we have a little bit of a mixed picture. The 30, now if you see a number after that word, see S&P 500, that's not an exchange. That's just a portfolio, a theoretical portfolio. S&P 500 is 500, uh, the stocks of 500 really, really big companies. Many of you, if not most of you, will work for a S&P 500 company or your company will be highly dependent upon that. Now, the Dow 30, that's 30 of the biggest companies in the world. You'll sometimes hear me slip and say the Dow Industrials. It used to be 30 industrials because the industrial companies were the biggest. Now, it's mostly service companies and entertainment. I think the people who invented the Dow... 30 more than a century ago would roll over their graves if they realized that Mickey Mouse is one of those uh, 30. But that would be this portfolio of 30 ginormous stocks. That essentially, those are the giants of the earth. Taking together those 30 stocks, well taking together the 100 largest stocks in the world have a larger equity value than all the people in the world taken together. That shows you how small we are. We are not going to save the world. We're just going to piss it off if we are lucky. But at the same time, so now see that one, NASDAQ? That is an exchange. It's a purely electronic exchange. In other words, there's no physical platform. When I I had a penny stock house, this was there. It was like even back then, way, way back, these electronic bulletin, this electronic bulletin board service was rolling. I might have a client say I need to get rid of 600 shares. So I put it up on the computer system and then some market maker in another part of the country would say well I could pick up 200 of those for one of my clients. Someone else would say 300 for me. And so it was, it's always been that way, purely electronic. And now the NASDAQ is very small companies, what we call small cap scrappy, high risk, fighters. So they tend to swing more than the bigger companies. So you've got the small cap, NASDAQ. You've got the mid to large cap, S&P 500. And then the super ginormous, Dow 30. That is the biggest company in the world. And you'll notice that information, they react to it in different ways. Somet- oftentimes, You'll see the Dow 30 barely move. Ugh. And then the S&P will be a little bit jumpier because those companies are a little scrappier and they, they are more sensitive to economic situa- conditions. And then the NASDAQ, it's, it's just like boing, boing, boing all over the place. You see what happened here? The Dow 30 is so lazy, it slid a little bit. The S&P 500, eh, that's not a bad day. And then the NASDAQ, oh yeah, it's going up. now. Absolute numbers mean nothing to us. Dollar amounts mean nothing. Percentages are what matter to us. You see there? Well, the Dow fell a lot of points. We don't care. We want to know what percentage it fell. If you make an investment of $10 and you make, a one, make $1, that's a lot different than if you, from if you made an investment of $100 and you made a dollar. See, we can't care about the absolute numbers at all we have to look at the percentage changes that go on. So there you have, now the Russell 2000, I don't tend to talk too much about it because it's kind of like, what the hell is it telling us? It's like a hodgepodge of stocks. But But you have now, see that, crude oil? That's a commodity market. Now, if you have had me in a class for the last couple of years, you'll know that I talk a lot about the trading bands of the of the crude oil. Right now, it has been in a band between about 72 and, and 82 for, me, for months. And it's touching, pushing toward the upper level of that band. But remember, crude oil, this, what happens in crude oil markets, tends to eventually show up down at the gas pumps. But also, you have to appreciate that Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, this is just one kind of crude oil. This is uh, Brent Light Sweet Crude. It's a benchmark. There are so many types of uh, crude. I was in oil and gas in Texas with Wildcatters. It came out of my consulting for them. I just joined the crew. And that stuff that comes out of Texas is hot, stinky sludge. It's dinosaur farts from 60 million years ago kind of stuff. But this, so there's that grade, and then there's these mid grades, and then there's these light, sweet crudes. I mean, there are even stories that some of the oil that's pulled out of the ground in some parts of the world is so light and sweet that you can put it in your car and drive it. It doesn't need to be uh, cracked. But anyway, it's still bouncing around. It's near the top end of that right now, but I don't foresee it. Well, yeah, it's lost some of its momentum. Now, see these two markets, gold and silver? They are commodity, metal markets. Gold is highly, well, it is affected by crazy people. uh, Because you have all these gold bugs, as we call them. Oh God, the world is coming to an end, buy gold oh, I guess it's not, sell gold. So it tends to bob around a lot just because of these speculators that drive us crazy with their stuff. Silver is a calmer market because silver, it is driven much more by supply and demand dynamics. Supply of silver and demand for silver for cosmetics, for industrial purposes. So its movements are not usually quite so crazy. Now, these are see the euro usd and the gbp usd those are currencies those are currency uh markets and uh One of my specialties I teach here and in other countries is international finance. This is fun finance because you get to talk a lot about politics and all that, what's driving and uh, interest rates and inflation rates and income rates. I mean, you get to talk about a lot of more interesting things in international finance. I'll give you some heads up on this. Ten-year bonds. These are not prices. These are yields. And the yield is exactly inversely related to the price. So when you see bond that green, that means that the yields are going up, so the prices are going down. The prices are going down. The only way that could probably happen is if investors are selling bonds. They're getting out of bonds. And I'll talk a lot more about that. What you you can see in these charts, these little spark charts as they call them, a whole lot about what's happening behind the scenes. Now, let me take you over here just quickly. And if you think I'm gonna talk about cryptocurrencies, you are wrong. Uh, But see the FTSE 100 and the Nikkei 225? Now you can tell those aren't exchanges, those are indices, those are indexes. Now, in this case, what you're seeing here, look at Nikkei first. That's 225 companies, large cap companies on the Tokyo exchange. And uh, so, Tokyo closed last night. And as the sun went down in Tokyo, it rose in Europe, and then it came over to London. The FTSC, the Financial Times, uh, is 100 big stocks on the London exchange. And then the sun rolled off over there, and it rose over here, and our markets woke up. In other words, what I'm telling you is that my world is 24 hours. As the earth turns, the clock runs, and the wheel of time goes forward. That's all I have for you today. I thank you.